0: from me brent graham it's thursday night it's time for the handicap rugby chat that matters well we don't have a lot of games to talk about tonight certainly not in comparison to some of the weeks when we chat but what quality we've got no fewer than six semi-finals spread across the continents can't wait to get stuck into those and we've also got the final regular season of curry cup action to look at as well a couple of permutations there we can get our teeth into and i think i've got the right guest on the show to do exactly that let's Start with a man at the top of the screen there and welcome Chris Rowe at the Crow Tips. Chris, good to have you back on the site. You're looking a little bit drawn out. Do you have a hot date or anything in the week we should know about? <laughs> no.
1: Which, one? Which one? Which one? No, yeah. No, Which I'm, one? Uh, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm very yeah, very good. Thanks. Thanks, uh, brains. It's been a actually a nice couple of weeks, punting wise. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend as well. Lots of nice fixtures looking good in my eyes. So yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Excellent. Well, plenty of boys joining us on the live chat already. We're just going through there. Mark Dunphy, of course, early hours of the morning for him. Peter Paul, Steph, StephO86, well, he's on time. Good to see you, Steph. Alex and Brendan Vessels, who, of course, is the conductor. Good to have your comments on the show, boys. And down the bottom of the screen, coming to us from Cape Town, I would imagine it's Thoughts on Sports. Neil, how are you doing, mate?
2: No, Brent, absolutely superb here. Yeah. You, you got that right, clocking in from Cape Town. Definitely been a bit of a buzz in the city with, the, with some semi-final URC rugby. It's a, tough, it's a tough weekend of fixtures, it must be said. But that always is the case with when you head into the knockout fixtures. The easy money has been made um, early in the competition, but I've still have got a couple of fancies lined up for the boys.
0: Excellent. We'll look forward to that. I must say, I'm very much a knockout specialist fan. I haven't really had a chance to do a lot of homework, which is why I'm so excited to have you boys on the show. <laughs> but I do enjoy a knockout rugby from a betting perspective as well. And Neil, are you going to the game?
2: No, Brent, I'm actually not. Um, it's my birthday on Monday, so hosting a bit of a sort of a flat warming slash house party at my flats on Saturday. So having about 30 to 40 people around at the flats, the beers will be flowing, the vodkas will be flowing. Yeah, so hopefully there's there's enough sort of support there to, to cheer on the Stormers to a well-deserved victory.
0: Excellent. Well, look for, <laughs> looking forward to hearing about the aftermath of that one. And uh, let, let's get stuck into the rugby. We'll start with Super Rugby Pacific because we, of course, have a game – tomorrow morning. And Neil, I'll get cracking with you on this one. We've got the uh, 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 Crusaders against the Chiefs. So the handicap, it's Crusaders minus eight and a half against the Chiefs. I'm quoting it bet but feel free to use any bookmaker where you punt or anywhere you can you can find a price. Um, a lot of support on the Good for the Game forum and on Twitter from what I've seen for the Chiefs. But at the same time, I don't think there's been a lot of line movement on this one, has there?
2: No, Brent. I think it opened up at eight and a half. Line sort of settled at eight and a half. And to be honest, I think it's it's pretty well priced at the moment. Crusaders, yeah, they've been topsy turvy all season. But I just feel like that, that as, as in true crusaders style hitting sort of form at the right time um in the competition, putting out probably quite a, a scary outfit as as what must be said. Just the back three of Fungo, Nuku, Reese, and Jordan. She's just sort of game breakers all littered across the park there. Avilia and Goodhu in the centers, fantastic combination. Good to see Goodhu get Back to full fitness. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of his. But Brent, if I just take a sort of a step back from this game, Crusaders have been quite leaky in the penalty count all season. They have sort of struggled to put away um, the New Zealand opposition bar, sort of the Highlanders. But Highlanders have been a poor outfit um, this season. Chiefs have, have surprised me. I've sort of looked to oppose the Chiefs all competition. They've sort of covered a, a couple of, of spreads, they've, they've been able to sort of get a couple of gritty away victories. Sort of that rebels, that rebels um, win springs to mind. When obviously they were quite heavy favourites travelling away to to Melbourne, their backs went against the wall, but they're still able to grind out a 33-30 victory over here. And I think travelling over to Christchurch, it's nothing new for the Chiefs. They won't be too intimidated by by this. They know that they're big underdogs going to, into the fixture. So at eight and a half, sort of in a in a semi-final um, conditions, looking a bit ominous. I see there's a bit of a rain about in in Christchurch. I really like that, that Chiefs pack that they do have. Luke Jacobson, very, very tiresome over the ball. It's going to cause a lot of problems for, for the Crusaders if they don't get that first phase ball there. Brody's been superb in the set piece. So I think that, that Chiefs plus Eden half is starting to look quite handsome at the moment.
0: All right. So you are on the plus there. Just another while you were talking, I was having a look at some of the prices. Crusaders 1 to 12 you know these New Zealand derbies and, and finals are quite often can be tight affairs that could be it could be quite a popular pick as well before I move on to Chris just to get your opinion on total points there I think I saw a line I was looking on player bets there at 47.5 Neil
2: sure Brent it's probably it's probably a couple of points um smaller than I thought it would come out so probably priced at about 15 and a half but just with the the bad weather I think that's probably brought it down a couple of notches if anything small nibble on the overs but once again semi-final footy i think it's better to leave the the points alone in this one
0: well there's the conductor coming in best bet chiefs plus will be messier than neil's punch mix i love that one and mark <laughs> yeah brendan vessels is the conductor because he was looking all over for the conductor now he's in the live chat box, so he is very much there as well uh mad dog odds coming in as well because have has been pretty underwhelming this season chiefs already got the win in Christchurch, and that's what interests me about this game Chris, bringing you in here, because I've seen every, virtually every, I haven't seen a punter yet with any conviction go Crusaders minus. Everyone's sort of saying the plus, the plus. Yet the line hasn't moved. I guess it's just almost, I call it well, respect from the bookies for the Crusaders. Hey, I mean, you just, we always say, you, you know, the Crusaders are capable of switching it on at any time. Yeah. Where, where's your money? Where's your money in this game? You're,
1: yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately, Prince, I'm not going to please you and oppose, oppose any of that. Um, yeah, I, I also absolutely love the Chiefs. Now, first well, I took well, I will be honest actually, my guys that I look at, they chief, uh Chiefs are plus seven, but I've seen some movement to plus sorry, to plus nine. So there must be some money coming through the Seder somewhere. Um but in saying that I can't yeah, I mean, you, you, we've, we, since we, we, we've been waiting for the Saders to fire all season, maybe the last two years, and they haven't. They're not, they're not that brutal, ruthless Crusaders side of all. We know that now. That that pack doesn't have that grunt that it used to. Um, so, I mean, if you also look at the last two games against the Reds, old old Saders would have put those that Red side away by forty points in the end, but they just they're just not doing it. And I think when it comes to the Chiefs, I think I've been I've been lucky. I've been settled all, all season as well. I've been lucky. I've been on the Chiefs. That's I've, I've, a strategy that I've had this season that's worked for me. I don't intend to change it. So I love their lineup. Um, they've got all uh, Tupaya and Nankable back in the centres. That's the dream team together with G- Gatpin's having a great season. I, I didn't like him before, but he's grown on me a lot this season. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so he, he hits the line really well. Um, so I, I mean I like I and mean, then you've got you've got Sam Kane on the bench as well. So if it becomes a scrap fest, I mean I would I wouldn't mind seeing the guy like Sam Kane running onto the field with 15, 20 minutes to go to settle things up. So, you know, and, and again if you look at pass from the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs have done it against the Crusaders, like the Chiefs the Crusaders to the Chiefs or something. I don't know what it is, but the Chiefs were seemingly always getting themselves up for the Crusaders. So yes, looking at the whole context of the season, the whole context of the both teams up matching up to each other conditions not going to probably allow teams to get get away from each other you you, you've got to be looking at the eight points I mean obviously we could we might all be kicking ourselves (laughs) silly on Friday morning when the Crusaders do win and break that that cap but I think I think the Chiefs are in it to win it and they will be up for it and eight points is a great bet also love the one to 12 I'll give you a nice bit at the end of the of the show but Saders one to 12 is also a great bet for me
0: yeah, it's interesting you say that. I saw a comment on the forum last week. Can't remember who made it, but he kind of said when everyone's in alignment on the game, just be careful. Yeah, this was Brendan who joined us last week, Brendan O'Connell. He always just he always said when he liked something strong and then too many guys were on it, he used to feel like it was the the trap coming. So yeah, just be a little bit wary there. But really yeah. looking forward looking looking forward to the game, and yeah. I'm going to be watching it yeah. tomorrow morning as well. I haven't got to watch a lot of Friday rugby. But let's get on to the next game and stick with you, Chris, to start us off here. We've got the Blues at Eden Park. That's the, the, the ground in the background, by the way. There we yeah, got minus 12.5 here against the Brumbies. I haven't really been watching the Lions this week too much, but I will quickly yeah. look and see what I priced
1: this one up. I
0: priced it at 12.5, so it's exactly where I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, this is one of the first, I, I put some early picks out earlier in the week because one of the first, one of the games at first I wasn't too sure about. But to be honest, as I've started to look at it over the week, I am actually starting to go more and more on the Um I think just purely, I think, I think, again, there's, I think it's even worse weather predicted tomorrow or Saturday in Auckland. And I just think. I just think Bram this is Brambies are Brandby's have been there, done that in this type of rugby. I just think they're prime for it. Yeah, they haven't had a great couple of weeks, to be fair, but they have had sort of some good day. They, they did games, they did the business last week, and that is what I was we, we I was expecting at least. So I still I still think Brambies come there. They I mean they gave the blues a big game last time out at, at their place. I don't expect anything different. I am a little bit into what, what did give encourage me this week as well as this is uh, Valentini's back, which is massive for them. Mm-hmm. They lose in Papali in the forward, which is massive for them. So that kind of equals it out. Um, but I also am worried about Len Ekertal, their centre. who's just quietly gone and done his business through the whole season. He's not flashy or you know, you don't really notice him all the time. But they've got this, this new guy, Shapsford, coming in at centre. And that scares me. It did scare me, but then when again I looked at it, I thought okay, if he comes in and he fits into the Bramby system and makes these tackles, I would hope he's not going to be much of a difference to them. But it does worry me that 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 Barrett's Tursaw Sheik, shik, Ioni is becoming they're becoming quite good together and they're giving their wings a lot of space out there. But I just don't think this game is going to allow for a lot of for a lot of space. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game at all. So I think that will play with the conditions Will play into Bramby. So Bramby's plus 12 is looking very strong for me now. I'll be definitely playing
0: somewhere in, the, in a high plus there on the Brambies. Excellent. And before we go down to Neil then on this one, I've got a points line for you there. 48.5. From what you're telling me, this, this is a game you might be looking for a rare crow tips unders because i know that's, you're not an actual yeah. unders player <laughs>
1: if i'm saying unders yeah then that's that's very confident yeah i i could say being under 48 i'm not i'm not saying i'm putting my money there <laughs> i'm not like two weeks ago when i was on the show it was all about the points this week it's going to be all about the plus you'll see across the show but i'm not i don't think i'll be touching too much points on on super rugby and urc this week
0: well conductors rather stamping your your views there on on the blues um and neil <laughs> what do you think of this game i mean the Blues have been. Super impressive this season. They started a bit slowly last week before drawing clear to win well. Is this handicap well set?
2: Yeah, Brent. I think on a, on a clear day um, at 2 o'clock in Auckland, it would be well set. But that's not the case. So there's obviously value to be made in this. And I just think at 12.5, I think that's a bit of disrespect for the Brumbies. Brumbies have been able to knock over quite a few. Um, New Zealand opposition knocked over the Chiefs, the Highlanders, and the Hurricanes this season. So they're not too intimidated. They've sort of overcome that um, that mental battle of, of going over to New Zealand and getting a result. So that's that's a big tick in, in my case. And I'll just look over to the Brumbies team sheet. Rob Valentini back in the starting mix. That's a massive bolter uh, for the Brumbies. He's been such sort of a kingpin close to close to the try line. He's been a big ball carrier for them, knocked up a couple of meat pies um, over there. So I just think that this Brumbies side, they know they're heading over to, to the House of Payne, to Auckland, Absolutely nothing to lose. I'm getting a twelve and a half. I'll take it all day long. Couple in with a bit of a bit of an, an ominous forecast about forty-eight and a half. And I'm gonna have a, a big crack at that blues under thirty-one and a half. I think that the Brumbies defense is good enough to to strangle this this blues outfit. Blues we've seen super unpredictable in playoff rugby. Yeah, I I'm I I just wouldn't put my my bottom dollar on on blues to score more than thirty-one points in a in a playoff fixture. So if that's the case, especially with some bad weather about, I think that's a cracking bet to to start us off in in Super Rugby Pacific.
0: All right, under thirty one and a half there for Neil on the Blues game, and both uh, both guys leaning towards the plus. It's very interesting because I saw a tweet from at the Crow tips suggesting he might be going against Neil. So I'm guessing we still get into those games, <laughs> but unless uh, unless the Crow tips has well, done some changing of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what also I like in Neil is
1: just also the I know Blues have been fantastic. They have. But yes, now we're into the meat and bones of it. And the Brambys have been, they've done that the last two or three seasons. And then Blues, Blues need to prove themselves for me. So that's another reason why, you know, if they, if they've done this, okay, they did win the last, the last, was it that small tournament? But I still just feel that this is a bigger tournament. It much means much more. So let's see
0: the pressure on crowds and bigger crowds. Let's see how they perform. Right. Well, Chris, we're going to stick with you for the first URC game. I'm going to bring up a handicap here at Sunbet, minus 17 and a half. I checked just before the show, it was still there, but I've seen. As big as sort of 20, 21 and a half overseas, yeah. uh, Mark Dunphy saying there's 21 and a half. With well, the local bookies, I've seen 18, 19. Uh, if you like Leinster on the minus 17 and a half, I suggest you move pretty quickly because the line does seem to be favoring or moving outwards towards the 20-point mark. Now, Leinster, super impressive last week. I took them over 32 and a half points. I can't remember if it was just before, just after half half time. I think it was straight after half, half time. The bet was one and I could focus on other things. What do you think here, Chris? I mean, Leinster are just a class act. But um, hmm. but the Bulls, I mean, at the end of the day, we must fancy the chances of at least ruffling a few Leinster feathers, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm I've been. I hope those notes. I was very confident on the last two games. I'm not going to be nearly as confident for the URC, and I uh, apologise for that. Just uh, just these where these caps are, where these teams are, where these spots are. And you're right. Yeah. I mean, Leinster were super impressive. I know Dave Cooney. I speak to yours at the game last week at Glasgow against Glasgow. He said Glasgow were absolutely pathetic. I didn't actually catch a lot of it, so I also just wonder. You know, obviously, Leinster coming off that loss, they were always going to come in steamrolling. Don't know where Glasgow went, and then that makes me think. And I've seen this before. Like, what what state does that put Leinster in with that type of preparation with a game like that? I don't think it's always good, um, but then at the same time, I, th- I, I think like I, I th- always I feel that have just got they they just they're going to be after what's happened in Europe. They're going to be so hungry to win this, so I don't think the motivation is not going to be there. And I just I do I just I mean I like this bull side. They've been ticking along nicely, but they you know they do have to make the trip. They do have to go back there. They're certainly going to be far more prepared than they were when they got hammered last time out there. That's for sure. But I'll tell you, Brent, when, I look at, when I've looked at this game, I can see Leinster winning by 35 or 3, and it just makes it a very difficult game for me to be betting on. I might have a look later on, and you know, before kickoff tomorrow, but it's, it's just one of those games because literally Bulls can t- – because the Bulls' style, you know, it, it is more physical. It'll be obviously far more physical than Glasgow and these other teams that come to, to Leinster. So you, if Bulls come focused and 100% committed, they should be keeping keeping this cap in. But if they are a little bit off the boil, you know, maybe a little lethargic th- whatever, or they're not focused as they should be because they do, they go missing. If they go missing, they're going to get hammered. So the, for me, the key area is the preparation. I, this, this is one of these games where I love watching, the, and this is just maybe a tip, I, I love watching the build-up to, to games because if you listen to pundits on the side of the field, they watch warm-ups and they start making comments about the intensity and the focus, and they can see it. I mean, you start getting feedback. If I start to see... Signs like that, that the bulls are there and ready to go. I might have a little little pot on the plus, but I I wouldn't, I'll be too nervous to take the minus. So it's a very uncomfortable un- game for me, a low confidence plus.
0: Well, I can tell you what, if I was a professional rugby player these days and you were basing my performance on my warm up, you'd be opposing me every game. I was one of those guys <laughs> who gave two stretches and I ran straight onto the field. I couldn't handle the warm up at all, but I see these days it's a lot more intense. Right, Neil, we're going to come to you on this one. I must have admit- been. I've, I've looked at it, and if you put a gun to my head on the handicap here, I'm saying I'm on, I'm on the Leinster. I, just, I think they're going to be too strong for the Bulls. For me, the one thing Leinster have to worry about is when they need a really, really physical pack. And I'm not convinced that that Bulls pack, certainly not in the type five, is, is as, as strong as they need to be to really, uh, really, really trouble Leinster. But let's get your views.
2: Sure, Brent. Tricky cap. Um, very, very strong South African side going over to to Ireland with a with a big handicap. I mean, one always wants to lean on on the big spread, but unfortunately, to the the Bulls supporters out there, I'll be doing exactly the opposite there. Um, Lens the minus seventeen and a half. I think that's a cracker. Um, I just for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, it's the the Bulls bench just for me looks looks a tad weak. If things just turn a bit sideways, I just don't see a lot of sort of inspiration to bring on in the second half. Monestein, fantastic player, but he's not exactly going to spark a, a 20, a 20-point 20, uh, come-from-behind victory over there. Curtie Orntzer, obviously very explosive um, in the 23 jumper, so he could add a bit of spark there. But I just look at that Bulls um, bench in the forward pack; it's just starting to look seriously lighter. Leinster at the RDS, super fast pitch. They, they've already played Bulls there early in the season. I think the handicap was quite similar, at about 17 and a half, 18 and a half. I know early on the season, I jumped on that Bulls plus. I expected then to sort of be caught um, sleeping against a, a big South African pack early on in the season wasn't to be. They outclassed the Bulls by 28 points in that fixture. 17 and a half. The lens have just got far too much for for the Bulls pack. Unfortunately, the the story ends here for the Bulls. Lenser won't fall into that same trap that La Rochelle posed with with a big forward pack coming over and just slowing the game down. Fly off putting the the ball into the right areas of the park. Lentz are fully prepared for this. They've got a lot of quality on the bench to bring on the second half. Johnny Sexton will come on with 20 minutes to go. marshal the troops really grind out this victory. So 17 and a half. Yeah, I just have to take Lentz. So I just can't see the Bulls scoring too many in this fixture. It's going to be a seriously ser- uh, tough outing for Jake Weiss and Co. It's almost like they're flying over for one, one fixture and Lentz know that. So Lentz are going to romp on home into a, a home final here for me.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, pretty much on board with you. There, just anything on the points line. Uh, let's start with you, Neil. Anything there, fifty-one and a half?
2: Yeah, Brent. For me, this this will be a if if anything, it'll be a late strike. Um, bit of weather about. If if weather does it does clear up, I'll look for a, a lens to over thirty-three and a half if I can get it. But if weather does sort of stay miserable, sort of a bit of a bit of water on the park, then it's a, it's a leave alone from me.
0: Sound advice that Chris. Anything for you on the points?
1: Um, yeah, the, if yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely when I'm having a bet and I'm not on the cap, I'm playing the points, as you know, and Lens the points certainly would look good.
0: Right, let's go back to Neil for the next game. This is Stormers at home against Ulster. Minus two and a half. I know quite a few of... This is another game where I've seen a lot of support for Ulster. I know Henrik Swatt on the Good for the Game forum came out in, in favour of Ulster, and there are plenty of guys supporting Ulster, but the market also hasn't moved much yet. Opened, I think, Stormers minus one and a half. It's hovering in that sort of region. Neil, what's going to happen here? I'm going to tell you straight up. I actually like the Stormers a bit, but I feel very much in the minority.
2: Sure, Brent. It's, it's a tough fixture. I mean, it's it's the one that the punters live for. A, ch- a choice game in a quarter-final. Sorry, in a yeah. semi-final. So nothing like it. But for me, there's only one way to go, and that's I'm firmly in the Ulster camp. Um, Ulster travelled early in the season over over to Cape Town with a bit of a depleted side, just due to a couple of internationals and Champions Cup duty where they rest a couple of players we able to keep it exceptionally tight against the against the Stormers in a game which arguably they should have they should have won that. So here they're travelling over across it's um, with a full strength side. Bear in mind there's no time zone differences between um, Ireland and 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 Cape Town. If anything, probably a one hour difference over there. Weather's been great in Cape Town all week, so it's not like they're heading to sort of um, completely different conditions. But weather will be very much similar to what has been in Belfast all week. I'll start just coming here on a mission, and once again, Stormers with a couple of injury concerns. 12 is a big, big question mark for John Dobson and Co. There've been rumours that uh, Labox going to 12 and and Tim mm-hmm. going to 10. I don't know if I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, personally, I've got a sneaky uh, suspicion that Damien Willemsen might get picked and sort of fast track from his his injury rehabilitation back into the 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 12 jumper there. So if that's the case, that's a big plus for the Stormers. But, geez, if they do opt for LeBac at 12 in terms of 10, they might as well sort of kiss their playoff playoff hopes goodbye. And if that, that's the case, then I'll get uh, firmly stuck into into the plus here. We're really quite involved in the plus two and a half. I think it was was up early in the week. Just Stuart McCloskey and James Hume running at that Stormers, Stormers back line It's just going to cause a lot of problems. Stormers are very, very good, uh, a very strong forward pack up front. The likes of Kitzel and Malheva. We can't just sort of discredit what they've got to do. But at the end of the end of the day, they can only only do so much for this for the stormer side. I know that the stormer's stormer's bench is going to look a little bit light, a lot of inexperience there. And at the end of the day, sort of the fans at the Cape Town Stadium can only take them so far. So I feel like a bit of revenge on the cards for me. This is a this is an Ulster minus one and a half choice game at best. And if there's a bit of value on the on the field, you best believe I'm going to snap it up. So Ulster plus two and a half for me. Well, I must
0: admit that you know if I see the. If you call it, you get heavyweight rugby players and you get heavyweight punters, and the heavyweight punters are coming out uh, on the forum in the live chat, and that's very much in your camp, there, Neil, uh, and and looking at Ulster. Now I'm wondering because I haven't seen uh, Chris's tweets in a week. Is this one of the games that you're going to disagree with Neil? I see you laughing.
1: No, 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 no. (laughs) Unfortunately, again, and it's 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 one that I totally agree with Neil, but it wasn't. It's not a confident one, so I didn't I didn't broadcast it across the Twitter world. Um it was one when I when as soon as soon as it came out, you know I, I think, yeah,' these, these things you could say the, um, the way Elster play, I mean, I just think they're just far more conditioned suited to knockout rugby as well. I mean, the stormers at home have been great. We've seen it. They win in every game, but I've I've clocked back the teams that they're playing. They, I don't think they gonna would have played a team of this quality yet in Cape Town as well. I've seen some some reports as well that they're fired up for the, for revenge for what happened in that in that pool game. in the yeah, and that was that was their second team, and they should have won it. For me, I just think Ulster have the package to have the all-round package are a better team than the Stormers. And they'll put and if you if you put pressure on the Stormers, they will crack, they'll do silly stuff, they'll give away points, even though the defense is good. But I just think Ulster will squeeze Stormers into problems. Yeah, it's going to be a great crowd. Believe me, I've been to many Stormers semi-finals and gone home sulking and crying and upset. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried. I'm not really worried that it's a home semi-final for the Stormers. So, yeah, I just I agree with the guys. It's not a confident one because Stormers are very capable of doing it. But I do feel that, that I'll still win the game for those reasons. I just think they will, they, they will be well up for it and the Stormers will just be too loose compared to their style.
0: Right, uh, T. Kawenga. They're saying unders if you can get forty-five points. I haven't seen a points line on this one, but I guess you are going to get probably around forty-three and a half to forty-five and a half points on this game. I think it was last week I was on the overs uh, in the Stormers game, and it, I think it arrived quite quite comfortably. But this game does—it uh, certainly looks a game. I'd be a bit nervous going overs on on points there on that one. But anyway, good thoughts there. We're we're not halfway through the show, but we're probably pretty close. And I'm still waiting for Chris to disagree with Neil here <laughs> after that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see what we come up with now. Well, we still uh, got we still got, English we still got English
1: Prem. So we go. still got English Prem. So <laughs> we still got
0: English Prem and of course we've got the curry cup as well. Ulster performance <laughs> yeah. away to losers squashed my away game concerns, says Alex. So the boys very, very uh confident on on this one. Right, let's stick with you, Chris. We're gonna go to the Gallagher Premiership now. We got the two semi finals at last. I mean, and thank goodness they're putting the semi finals on at different times. I thought we'd have them both on at the same <laughs> time. Like they, they oh, that's, that's the most...
1: disappointing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I say, why, I, would they, why would they give us the treat now? Oh, so kind Yeah, of you. I mean, I, I love <laughs> this league. I think the rugby's great, but she's so disappointed with the way they stagger the coverage. And I understand they probably have their reasons and stuff, but yeah, pity about that. But let's let's get on to you for the first game. Saracens, who last week took an absolute hammering against Blast in a game which didn't really. Mean much to them. they play Harlequins, who I think uh, cost quite a lot of us last week on the yeah. handicap, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, here we got Saracens minus six and a half, Chris.
1: Yeah, well, those games for these teams were a bit awkward, weren't they? In the spots they were in, so you know, Saracens not playing their full strength side, Gloucester going for it, Quins playing well, also their side, main side, but nothing to really play for in the end. They were going to stay in the same position, so not overly surprised that Exeter on their last raw, gave them that game. Um, but yeah, you know, coming down to semi-final side. Yeah, I think I, I had seven and a half earlier in the week, which I really liked uh, on the plus for Quinns. And just because, for, or for the reasons, I mean, Saracen's obviously great. They're a great side. But I just also get, I don't think they've also had the odd game where they've, they have looked shaky. They've led a lot more points than they had previously. That loss to Toulon, to be honest, was a bit of a shock. Don't know how they managed to pull that off because we saw what happened to Toulon in the final. So for me, Saracens are there for the taking. Um, it's obviously they've been a while since they've been in the knockout, so there's hunger there. But the Quins, Quins, when they put it all together and they they up for it, which they have been in knockout games, they they for me still probably one of the best sides, probably almost on par with Leicester. So. I really like the plus seven because also also in this game, you know, there's a big rivalry developing between these two teams. They hate, I think they hate each other. So I think it's going to also become there's going to be nothing left out there. So for me, it's going to be a very it's going to be a closer game, and I think Quinns can very much win the game. So for me, plus seven is is quite well. I had plus seven and a half. I think it, I don't know what it is now. I think it's just, I still have that, but I like the plus seven and a half yeah.
0: I'll just have a look elsewhere quickly. Yeah, you can get seven and a half. You can get seven and a half if you like Saracens. You can get six and a half. But well, one man I know, he loves all his rugby, but he's bread and butter. The you know, if he had to pick one league that he would he would watch and punt on, I think it's the Gallagher Premiership. Neil, what are your thoughts on on this one?
2: No, Brent. Um, off the bat, absolutely love the Harlequins here, uh, just for a couple of reasons. I'm not a big believer in in resting players a week before a big game. I think it does does no no service to the players i think it's a big myth myth about rugby union that's sort of been sort of transpiring for the last three to five years harlequin's fresh offer a, a game against exeter that would be a, a big test for them we saw that they went down uh, i think it was 48 37 ultimately around around about that score line they would have taken some heart from the fixture they would have been able to muscle up to, to that massive exeter pack able to score some fantastic tries. Um, as well and i just look at this game if this game was getting played sort of at a, a nine o'clock fixture at stonex stadium i would have been quite firm on the on the, the saracens minus but you're getting a 2 30 kickoff at stonex stadium on a fantastic day in the uk it's just bread and butter for for the harlequins this is the type of game that they completely get up to they're gonna be there's gonna be a bit of a um a bit of a strength coming out out, out of that saracens pack obviously a, um, a lot of a lot of internationals there, the likes of Vincent Koch, Jamie George, Bruno Polas, Itojez and Co. But this but this Hurricanes pack is not too scared of that. They've been they've been awfully impressive over the ball in recent weeks. They compete fiercely at the breakdown. Really look to try slow it down. Compete competes um, at sort of that first um, contact point here. And then also if you just look at out wide, that Saracens backline does not inspire too much confidence for me in sort of an, an open affair. Yeah, Alex Zazowski, and the likes are, are fantastic ballers. But they they they're good rugby players in tight conditions. And I think that this game is gonna be a lot more open than people expect to be. So I'm also targeting a points line. If I can get about forty seven and forty eight and a half, definitely look for an overs play there. And I think Harleckens can, can spring a surprise here. They've done it in, in past premiership seasons gone by. Traveling away to Saracens. Saracens is not sort of the the hoodoo ground as it's been in past seasons. Teams have gone away then they've and they've they've claimed victory. So I think that will inspire a lot, of, a lot of confidence in the Harlequins here. And I just look to that axis of um, Marcus Smith and Andre Esterheisen. They're going to cause heaps of problems for, for Nick Tompkins and Earnfell in that channel there. So if Saracens don't switch on in the first 20, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the first upset of the weekend taking place at 2.30 on, on Saturday.
0: Right, well, I'm licking my lips for this game now. I must say, I think it's yeah, a nice early kick-off South African time as well. I've got no schoolboy rugby to watch. I'll certainly be focused on it. Let's stick with you, Neil, for the next game, at top of the table, Leicester Tigers up against the Northampton Saints. And here we've got a, a handicap of minus nine and a half.
2: Sure, Brent. So this this is a bit of a um, structured rugby-versus-Bob style player. And for me, if if you ask me this question, nine out of ten times of the week, there's only one, one sort of – and hand of the of the dealer which wins on this on this type of fiction that's and that's definitely the structured play. so nine and a half tigers massive pack they're going to bully this this sense side all day all day around. sense have done superbly well to sort of sort of creep into the knockouts here, and they did so on the back of 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 some big victories against some poor sides, some very like runaway victories so coming over against tigers, if they sort of start to play a bit loose, spread the ball out wide, it's going to be a very very tough ask. Uh, four cents over here. So at nine and a half, she, she's is looking like a cracker of a player if um for a tigers a tigers punter here. That Tigers pack is seriously scary. They're just so oiled at the set piece. George Ford pulling the strings, potentially the last game if they do go out in this fall, for him in the Tiger shirt. Sure, a massive motivation for him. And I just see that um Young's, Young's wife unfortunately passed away um in, in midweek. I think it was a, a battle of cancel there, cancer there. So there's going to be big motivation, a lot of emotion flying high for, for the Tigers here. So I just think that Leicester at minus 9.5, Tigers, yeah, it's been a fantastic run for them in the premiership season. But the dream ends here and roll on Leicester into, into the final. They'll cover this 9.5 spread.
0: Well, for in agreement with you there, Alex, Saints, 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 all the way. What is uh, at the Crow Tips got for us here?
1: yeah i must admit i've done a few 360s yeah 180s and somersaults and backflips, and whatever <laughs> at first i really at first i really like the saints because again if if it does listen to some things i've been saying i've been following the saints this season and i yeah i've been quite joy got some joy following them and i i've really enjoyed their play they play great rugby they're well coached um when they got their main players all their players and very tough to beat Um, And then just watching you running, running into this game, Leicester were amazing. I mean, they had been amazing, especially the first half of the season, blowing teams away. But the only thing that's what got me excited about this cap is that for me, Leicester haven't been the Leicester that started the season. So the form running into this game makes me feel that the Saints have a very good chance here. But then, then I go back and look at what, like, like Neil's saying. When if this Leicester team clicks, Saints have no chance in hell. <laughs> so, so if Leicester come, so if Leicester come to the party, this cap's ruined. If it's if you got a form lines in the last three months, this cap is going to go for on the Saints. So. I'm gonna be a little bit. I was confident, and I've got it around and around, and now I'm not. I thinking it's it's pretty well well capped. Um, I think on the July, li- lo- I've loved both these teams this season. So like I'm, like I'm not a, like a fan fan of these teams, but I've I've enjoyed what they've done, and I think they both deserve to be there. And i just gonna, I think I'm just gonna enjoy this game as well and wish them luck in the caps. Difficult. I'll, I'll again look at the points, but I'm finding Leicester at home is quite a tip. Tough one to call with points on their points and team points as well. So, this might be a game I might not get too involved in.
0: Right. Well, that brings us to the end of all the semi final action, but we've got the Curry Cup as well. We've got two games on Friday, one on Saturday, I think, and plenty to be decided in the Curry Cup, including who finishes top of the table and who ultimately plays in the semi finals. I got the, uh, I just want to check, I might have the order of the games wrong here. I just want to make sure that I bring it up correctly. Because all of the games is quite relevant, I think, to the betting in the sense that... um, Let's just bring it up here. Curry Cup. Got it. Um, Four o'clock tomorrow, it's Western Province up against the Sharks. And Chris, I'll start with you on this one. And while you're talking, I'm going to bring the log up. Because at the end of the day, Western Province are out of it. But the Sharks have to win this game to go above the Pumas. And uh, I guess they'd want to be chasing the bonus points as well. They are 11.5-point favorites. I think there was 18.5 earlier in the week. Believe it or not, our kept this game is plus three and a half Western province. Yeah. So I was way off what the bookie said here. What, what are your views on this one?
1: Yeah, well I, I agree. Look so yeah, looking at the cap, I, I it's I, I don't believe it's tall, but I think that's far too high. And it's you know, normally you know, by rule of thumb I should be then punting and betting all over the plus. But in carrier cup, I just can't do it. I'm gonna say that the point the, the cap is too high, but I'm gonna stick to Finally, it would help work for me last week, which was points. I finally got a nice Curry Cup week of you know, back-to-back uh, nice results. In the Donny Craven Stadium, just before a cold front in perfect conditions, I'm not looking anywhere past uh, them points. I'm not even going to get involved because this 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 is a tricky one because the province with nothing to lose. And like like I thought what happened last week, I, I had a very good feeling that they were going to do well. I had them massive on the plus half time. Obviously, it was 21 0 after ten minutes. I was, I was happy. So I know, I know you guys had the best bet on province on the Greeks. But I think something similar here might happen again. I don't think we, you know, we. I'm a province fan. I've watched province my whole life, and we're still a proud union. We're not going to lie down. Sharks are one of our enemies. So I think twelve is is a bit little bit disrespectful, even though the province side have been haven't been good all season, but they're showing glimpses that they can run with it. But obviously, sharks. The thing is, your yeah, sharks have named a very a decent side. They're building Borbrand board, board, Bosch and a lot of the, the backlines from from the URC. So you've got to look at it on paper. You've got to say that uh, the sharks are obviously definitely favourites, and they're obviously going for it. That's why they brought these guys in. But the province side can still spring a surprise. Um, so yeah, I'm just it just it just shouts just shouts like province would probably easily concede 40 points here. Yeah probably get a 20 so yeah hopefully we we got some nice generous points lines again with the points going down a bit recently so hopefully i don't know, actually know they're, they're going to be they're going to be quotes in 16 above probably this round but yeah i'll be still looking at points
0: okay yeah, you mentioned the greek was game unfortunately the best bet in last week's newsletter and there's a link to that down below was the greek was minus three and a half but they got going far too late before they eventually edged western province in yeah. that one but plenty of points flying in mm. that game Neil, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, we got a sharks side. As Chris said, they have to win the game, ready to give themselves. Well, they have to win the game to give themselves any chance. But are province being underestimated here?
2: Sure, Brent. It's just it's just the sharks enigma for me. If this if this spread was was minus year and a half to the sharks, I just don't even know if I could trust them to to cover a minus. I feel <laughs> like the sharks player and coaching staff week before the game, even an hour before the kickoff. They just scroll onto w s b they look at the picture, they see what the minus is, and completely just run in one or two points under that, but jokes aside um and and a half i've I've seen nine and a half um yeah that's that shark side should cover that spread, but once again, chris mentioned western Province very proud union on their day as we saw last weekend against against the grecos. They can sort of run out to twenty eight twenty eight nought um head starts here and then absolutely throw the game so it's it is exceptionally tough to call in the spread. Gutfield says sharks take the minus. But once again, big focus on the points for me. Fantastic day out in, in Stellenbosch tomorrow. Donnie Craven's telling immac- me Immaculate Turf wins, hopefully stays away. Sharks, they have to get five points in order to sort of leap leapfrog the Pumas um in this fixture. So they'll be targeting a, a heap of tries in this game. So if I can get anything in the fifties, you best believe I'm running to the races. I'm finding my nearest, nearest um bookmaker. In the shop, I'm running there with my with my my latest paycheck, my shoes in hand, my 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 keys to my 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 flat in hand, and I'm putting it all forward and on this overs points here. So that's my my big fancy of the weekend. Been trying to keep it hush hush, hoping that there aren't any bookmakers listening in on the show here. So yeah, that's my that's my that's 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 my angle on this game, Brent. Cats out the bag.
1: What's what's conductors saying? Loose lips sink ships. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, Brent. And yeah. also I've I've yeah, I'm I'm I'll probably put the conductor and his and his lovely looking spouse in this fixture as well. That's how confident I am on the overture.
0: <laughs> and good to see Hen- Henrik Swart joining us. And you know Henrik is a very much a coach's man, and I'll bring his comment back up. Yeah, I enjoyed this one. Don't worry about the Sharks team on paper. Both teams have under seven coaches. So good to have Hen- Henrik and, and Henrik, look forward to you. I know you're taking a bit of a break from being a guest on the show, but look forward to having you back for the internationals when uh, I know you're going to start uh, firing again as far as the punting goes. Neil, let's go on to the next game, though. Now, this game, I actually, when I handicapped these games, I actually I got the order of the games wrong. I, I thought the the, the the Pumas and Rick was going to be first and the Sharks were going to play after, so the Sharks would know, hey, if they had any chance of qualifying or not. Um, but in actual fact, of course, it's Pumas. So if somehow province beat... The sharks, the Pumas are pretty much through. But um, yeah, the Pumas can 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 jump above uh Griquas in the table as long as they don't let Griquas score more bonus points from than them and win the game because they do have a slightly superior points difference. We have got a handicap here of Pumas minus six and a half in nail spray. Which way are we leaning?
2: Friend, to be honest, these fixtures always make me make me chuckle quite a bit, is because no matter what happens, no matter what's going on in the season. The, the the handicap for these fixtures will always be five or six points in, in terms of the favorite. If if the Greco's are playing at home in Kimberley against the Pumas, the the points line will be will be five and five slash six minus uh, towards towards the Greco's. So it's pretty much uh, uh, the blindfold on for the bookmakers, throwing the throwing the darts at the board. Give the give them the the home team the minus five minus six and a half. And to be honest, I've had quite a lot of success sort of in my my approach to these style of games. Don't look at form. Don't look at anything. Just just have a crack on the plus. Neil Otto for me is enough to to back this this Gricos plus. Um, he's he's an absolute menace at the breakdown. He's worth sort of two players um, for for this Greco's side. Yeah, Greco's don't have a lot to play to to play for in this fixture. Um, they they can still qualify uh, unless the Sharks beat Western Province by sixty odd points um, due to a, a points permutation here. So Greg was pretty much nailed on for, for the semi-final berth over here. But once again, this is a proud union. Every week in, week out, these players are playing for senior contracts. They're playing for, for the likes of the Sharks, the Bulls, the Cheaters, and the Stormers sort of chomping at the bit to sign these players up. So it's six and a half. Yeah, I, I quite fancy the the Grick would just cover the spread here. The The Grick was coaching staff, seriously underrated. They've done a fantastic job all season and just shows sort of the mentality in the camp last weekend after a horror start to Western Province over – um, we're able to sort of overturn that deficit and ultimately grind out a well-deserved victory here. So at six and a half, you got to just take the underdogs on the spread for me.
0: Interesting, because my first thought was Pumas, you know, with more to play for, might be the team here. But but uh, I appreciate your, uh, your your input there on on Greek, I, I guess Gricos was also for me. You'd be looking to score some tries because I mean, even if they just get a bonus point, it might be enough to secure third spot. And I guess at the end of the day. Neil, I wonder what sort of emphasis the guys actually put on third spot here, because ultimately you're either away at the cheetahs or you're away at the bulls. You're in for one hell of a hard game in the next round. So I guess it's—I I, would—I would imagine they're not worrying too much about third as long as they—as long as they qualify. Eh?
2: Yeah, spot on, Brent. I don't think that the the was players' math skills are too good and permutation skills are too good. So I just think it's very much a rock up on game day and when it all costs when it all costs um type mindset uh, um metric maths um definitely took a back seat a couple of years ago for a lot of those players
0: <laughs> excellent right chris <laughs> your thoughts on on this one uh the big clash in now are we going to look at a plus here yeah
1: was, yeah um this is i'll be honest spread this is not one game i've been i've looked at it all in depth or probably going to be overly invested in so i would probably happily <laughs> follow neil here, not oppose him for sure um, I think I agree. Place sounds good. Greekers, yeah, Greekers are having good season. They, they yeah, as, as reiterates what Neil said, and, and the team that the team they're putting out's decent. So I think they, they're gonna end well. I think yeah, I think there are a better side than Pumas. So yeah, I know there have been it's, it's some changes, but I do agree that the plus if you're gonna play the plus is the way to go. Um be interesting to see how it goes, how Pumas go. Do they tense up if it's close, do they go for it? So, I'm actually believe it or not I'm gonna even though normally it's always points points points. I'm probably gonna stay away because i could I could see this becoming a little bit scrappy, maybe, but no big big feels, yeah
0: right well, I'm gonna take the log down now in just a second, but I just want to point out we've got the cheetahs coming up against the bulls now the bulls lead by four points uh, the cheetahs I think have blown a lot of chances to potentially uh, top the table, but they have a one point superior points difference, so that means the as long as the cheetahs win. Buff more than four, well, score four more points of the Bulls, so in other words, five to one or four to naught. then um, the Cheetahs, as far as I can see, will will, will top the log. So uh, bringing that down, we'll stick with you now, Chris, on this game. It's very much where I capped it, which I was minus four and a half. You can get minus five and a half. Uh, the Cheetahs there, I see it, and this is at WSB. What are your views on this one?
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's very, very, very well capped. And I do think the Cheetahs do win the game do the business again 50 um whether they they cover the cap but again I'm gonna I'm gonna this again where I said I'm not I'll be I'm not going on the points looking at points this is a game I will look at points. I think when the Bulls put out this these, this type of side, cheaters at home with a side they have, there's usually usually good points flowing. So especially when these two meet each other. So yeah that's what I'll be looking at again is points.
0: Right, Neil, what the final game are we gonna cover before we go into the best bets? Anything strong on this game?
2: Yeah, Brent, strong fancy on the on the to cover against the Bulls. Cheetahs have been completely lackluster, I think, in the last three to four fixtures. But uh, that'll change against the Bulls this weekend. Bear in mind that the Bulls have had to take a twenty six man, I think it's a, a twenty six or twenty seven man squad over to to Leinster. So immediately had to dip into the resources. That's three or four players stripped away from from the Curry Cup squad. I just don't know too much about the, the Bulls' sort of resources. That bench will definitely look look a bit light. Bulls have been very impressive, but traveling away to the Free State Stadium, seriously, seriously tough ask. Harvey's free will be absolutely livid at the performances the last few weeks. This 5.5, this is, this is uh, three or four points too low for me. Tudor's going to absolutely smash the spread and, and um, romp him with, with five points on the weekend. So very, very strong fancy for me on the, on the minus 5.5 here.
0: Excellent. Well, great to hear sure. such a confidence there. And that takes us into the best bets. Before we get into so, that, if you are watching the show, with a live or recorded, hit the like button. It does help the channel a lot. If we can get a few likes that uh, YouTube sorry, somehow or other with the algorithm spreads it out a bit more. Chris, you got something more for us there? So just
1: one, I, because I actually have been involved. I've been getting myself more involved in French rugby this, this year. I do actually have two just... just just
0: to, oh, okay, sorry, I forgot
1: about no, that. No, just I, I do I do really like La Rochelle plus four against Toulouse. I just think the season they have in the the the, the grudge they have against Toulouse, I think they are better than Toulouse. I think they plus four for La Rochelle is a tip that I would like to give out. And I love I love Bordeaux at home one to twelve bets. When these two type of teams play each other, they'll probably be low scoring. Home team one to twelve. So I love I love La plus four and I love Bordeaux one to twelve, just if anyone's interested in playing
0: top 14 this weekend Excellent. i'm sure plenty of the boys on the show will be watching top 14 but something we've got to look at expanding the show and i'm not necessarily saying expanding this show because i think there's a limit to what you can cover in, in sort of an hour or whatever but you know perhaps, perhaps uh, next season have a bit of a spin off, yeah. Perhaps cover the french leagues i think i know alex for example bets a lot of the u.s leagues. so you know we can well, have a look at that sort of stuff as well, well. Right, but we're going to get into the best bits. I'm just chucking at Henrik, saying he's struggling to keep up. Uh, Neil was saying what a, a top punter Henrik is, and Henrik said he's struggling to keep up with the youngsters. Geez, Henrik, you're a youngster to me still, mate. How yeah, do you think I feel when you talk like that? But I agree. I actually wrote an article in the Citizen once about it. that punting is, for the for the youngsters, you know, I, I look at guys like Neil, um, conductor Henrik, all of the guys. You know, I I used to I used to sort of have my finger on the pulse all the time and now i'm just in the very fortunate position that i know a lot of guys who've got the finger on the pulse and i can i can benefit from that but let's get into the best bets. chris we'll start with yours
1: yeah sure so yeah um the two super rugby games are certainly my my best bets for the weekend um love the the plus on the the Brambies and the chiefs i also very quite like neil's pointing out there are blues under 31 i think that's very very big runner and then I love the overs on the province game. So, I mean, those would be my, what we've discussed today, will be my four four strongest punts for the weekend.
0: There's some nice calls there from Chris. Let's get Neil's best bets before we say goodbye.
2: No perfect, Brent. First up, over 99.5 points in the in the province. Um, Sharks game. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a gift. Um, it's 10 to 20 points too light there. So <laughs> then, then the next up, sure. It's tricky, but I, I like Northampton. Sorry, I like I like Leicester to cover against Northampton. Um, I like Brumbies to cover against the Blues, although it is always nerve-wracking, as you as you just never know what what Blues side could could turn up. If the Blues won 47-3 on Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised. It's that sort of that type of fixture. But then next up, yeah, I've got a very very strong fancy to Cheaters covering against the Bulls. I think the Bulls are gonna yeah, there'll be a little bit of qualities littered littered across the backs. Like Severity, um Um Richard Creel will be will be in the mix there. S- but I just don't think that uh, Marco Janse Panfier and also a good player. I just don't think that'll be enough to to cover against the cheetahs of blood for ten. So that minus five and a half, yeah.
0: That gets the rubber stamp yeah. for
2: me.
1: Agree.
0: Excellent, great contributions. Guys, let me first of all thank all the boys in the live chat. We really had plenty of action tonight, and so many quality punters there. Uh so much for everybody to learn about punting. And we never we never all right all of the time, but if we put our heads together, we can certainly take the bookmakers mm-hmm. on. And then to my guests, uh, let's start with the crow tips. Chris, thanks very much. I look forward to seeing your tweets on Twitter. I know you like to go for your um, alternative points. Yeah. multiples <clears throat> yeah. Some of which aren't available in SA, but I know Boyle Sports, for example, where you take yours is actually uh, busy launching in SA. In fact, yeah. uh, the Oracle Rugby is 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 is, is going to be yeah. working with them. So. We will be getting those sort of bets soon. Hopefully. Well, well, yeah, yeah. The bet, bet, bet but I also see. I, th- I saw South Africa bets.
1: So I'm, I'm sure some of the guys have the alt alt points now as well, right? B bet.co.za. So I think there are some bookmakers doing alt points. But okay, yeah, I'll, I'll be certainly, certainly be punting some of those this weekend. This this weekend's got a law lined up for for the alt points
0: doubles. Licking my lips on those for sure. Right, and they have got Henrik's bets uh, on the screen that he likes. He's clearly getting into confident form. Ahead of the internationals and then neil to yourself thanks very much mate enjoy your birthday slash housewarming and hopefully yeah hopefully you'll have some good winning punts to make it all the more exciting this weekend
2: no thanks so much brent it could be a, a drown your sorrows type weekend but also could be a celebrate the victories but either way i'll be i'll be very liquid on saturday and looking forward to a nice hangover on the on the morning of sunday
0: Excellent. Yeah, me too. And but that's just an average weekend for me. But looking really, <laughs> really forward to that one gents. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll see you all uh, next week at nine o'clock. Of course it's gonna be finals weekend next week. And uh, we'll be back for the handicap rugby chat that matters. Thanks, everyone. Have a cracking weekend. You have to